All right, we're talking all things relationships. Where and the question for today is how do I get over a breakup? Oof. Matt, would you, would you start us off? Yeah, so I think the first thing that your mind and heart are gonna wanna go to are lies. Mm. And I think Satan hears a breakup and he's like, flaming arrow. And so you're gonna wanna believe a lie that you're not good enough, mm. that this ruined your life, that like whatever it's lies so are in your insecurity, yeah. whatever, but you have to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You have to set your mind on what is true. Mm. And so you have to reframe that rejection as like somehow this fits into God's will. I'm too good looking. I'm too smart. For exactly. That. Yeah. No, just, you know, there are so many lies you're going to want to breathe, but that is so reframe rejection as God's direction. I think Brian made it rhyme once. And so yes. that sticks in my head. Good job. Brian, what else? How do I get over a breakup? I think. It's very important. I do consider myself somewhat of a breakup specialist. Yeah, you almost broke up with me. Oh, no, three days. I waited. I feel for like her my answer. heart was broken so many times that it. I had to figure out how to like come out of that. Mm. And um, I think one of the best things is to make a clean cut. So our our nature is to be able to be like, wait, I have a couple more questions, mm. or like, you just start, oh funny, you're here when I'm here. Like, mm. you're like, no, it is actually the best thing to be able to be like, okay, this is what the story is saying right now. Mm. I'm going to lean in and I'm going to pull away, right? Like I am going to make a clean cut between myself and you. And we're just going to put our eyes on understanding the situation mm. as much as we can. And then releasing the things that we don't understand about so the what situation. If you're like, what if you're in the same church or the same young adults ministry and you've been dating, but this is still your your church family, and mm -hmm. you still have the same kind of leaders, and this is your people and friends. How do you how do you navigate that? Well, I think that's pretty common, actually, it's because really common, yeah. that's where you like and find often a lot of people. Somebody that leaves you... church over it, and right. mm -hmm. then they go nowhere, and you're like, mm -hmm. come back. It's mm -hmm. you know. I think it's guarding your heart from a spirit of bitterness or competition or any kind of like malice, anger, strife, any of those things, yeah. right? And being able to be like, okay. I want that person what is best for that person and truly leaning into praying for that person as much as is appropriate with a clean cut, mm. but also mm. allowing them to be loved by people and making sure that your needs are being met by the community also by asking for what you need. Mm. But it is tricky. I, I will say that it does get so much better. We've seen so many people kind of like heal from that and stay in the same community long term. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the restorative process is really based upon how healthy your relationship was, which is yeah. kind of just another Like if it's a toxic breakup, yeah, you're right, probably gonna right. need like uh, adult pastors or leaders to right. come in and help you navigate some right. of that or, or create a boundary yeah. or create room and space where yeah. that person can't go if that yeah. was not okay. Hey Matt, you know, I don't wanna be in their small group anymore. Right. Can you put me, you know, I mean, there's yeah. like things. Yeah, and I would say too that that clean cut goes for the person doing the breaking up too. Yeah. Right. That like, right. There's this. Oh, but I want to help this person. Right. And, and a lot of times they're still tender towards right. that person. Yeah, you can still really care for them, but you have to get the breaker upper. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Give, yeah, like it. yeah <laughs> go for it. it feels right. Gives them the space and the freedom right. to find their counselor, to find mm -hmm. some support, yeah. and trust the Lord mm -hmm. that just as you felt the Lord leading you to do the Break breaking up, up the yeah. Lord can heal them right. and mend you them. You don't and, need to be the shepherd yeah. over their yeah. heart now. You've wow. actually chosen to like exit their story. That's hard for a lot of people when you have been But you are no longer the shepherd. You exited their story. That was your choice. Now let the Lord, if you believe he can be their savior, right? Because he's good at it and take over. All right, so reframe rejection is God's direction. Clean cut, really important. Matt, what's what's the, the third piece of advice? Um, you can like actually lament it. Mm -hmm. Be sad about it. Um, there's a mm -hmm. process to l lamenting, and it's you know you 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 cry out to God. You tell Him how you feel. You tell Him why you feel that way. You you 
you say what's lost, you, you know, you say how you feel about it, but then part of lamenting is you claim what's true and what's right and you say, but God. So there's always this but, this but, you are still faithful. And so, and you can go through this cycle, but just give yourself that time to feel bad. Yep. And don't feel bad that you're feeling bad. I think a lot of people try to skip that because mm-hmm. it feels bad to feel bad. But it's like, no, go into the depth of those emotions and yeah. yeah. Well, in scripture, lament is intentional. It is yes. terminal. It has a time yes. frame to it. Yeah. So you both walked uh, through with me through a season of lament and I had mm-hmm. set a plot of time. I had a date where it ended mm-hmm. and I had a hat to represent it. <laughs> and then uh, when that time was over, we burned it in your fire. Burned it right? in my fireplace. But yeah. that's like, but the whole point is in scripture, it's something you do on purpose with mm-hmm. the intent of letting the Lord see every part of the emotion. Mm-hmm. He wants to redeem all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what is, what is another piece of advice? I think with the lament, I think sometimes people just stay in that place without the purpose, mm-hmm. right? They just stay in the negative emotions without turning them over, like you said. And then another thing that is often super attractive is that they just want to numb, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're going to feel it all without mm-hmm. a redemptive numb purpose. Numb people are really compelling. Or I'm going to like numb yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so that could look like you just jump right back into hanging out with people all the time. You don't want to be alone. You don't want to be alone in the car. You don't want to drive yourself anywhere, right? It could be that you actually are turning to substances to be able to take away any of these feelings and just make every thought just a little bit easier. It could be all you're over-exercising, you're overeating, you're over-shopping, like whatever it is, whatever is probably like your vice mm-hmm. already that is your good thing that becomes a bad mm-hmm. thing all the time, right? You're just going to give in to that more mm-hmm. rather than letting yourself feel the feelings. And so one of the things I think that I see very consistently is when you don't let yourself lament, when you don't let yourself feel the feelings, yeah. they they don't go anywhere. They just stay kind of tucked under a rug, it's right? whack them all. You put them over right. here and they come up and over And in your future relationships or your future life, they have to have like a place, right? Because they're still there. Yeah. And my biggest thing is take care of them now. Yeah, that's good. Wait, I'm so then excited you, about what you're going to say right then, now. Then when you stuff all those feelings, mm. do they then come out as anger when other small things go wrong? Um, yes. I can't imagine a world where that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> my life story! <laughs> Everything makes sense. All right, so reframe rejection is God's direction. Clean cut, lament, don't numb out. Matt, give us another um, piece of advice here. I would say you need to, so your first go-to is God. Mm-hmm. You know, God lament, but like 30 seconds later, your next go-to mm-hmm. needs to be small group leader, yeah, best yeah. friend I can tell. Like, I need to tell you what happened. I need to tell you how I feel. Yeah. I need to just share the story yeah. because that person is going to be um, until enough time has passed to give you perspective on this mm-hmm. breakup, you're not going to be thinking clearly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a clear thinking person to talk into your life would be very helpful. Yeah, yep. when I was in high school, my heart was broken. And the friends that were so patient at listening mm-hmm. to them and correcting my thoughts, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. are still to this day from ninth grade, like some of my closest mm-hmm. friends, because they were so willing to step into that, to listen mm-hmm. and to empathize, and yet to correct my lies or those mm-hmm. thoughts or those deep dark thoughts that continually were like coming over me right Mm -hmm. and i think that connection not only forged that time of my life Mm -hmm. to be so redemptive and teach me so much but it actually has created such intimate friendships now even as an adult because i saw how much they were for me and i've just Mm -hmm. kept them by me the whole time yeah when i when i grieve people who can't put up with it i Mm -hmm. I actually my instinct is to cut them out like if you can't handle this part of me then you i don't want you to have any part of me Mm -hmm. but the people who can handle you in your grief and allow you to do it and sit with you in that, uh, there's something about your soul that is bound to them in a really mm-hmm. powerful way. Yeah. And so I think that's huge. Um, Brian, you talk about um, God writing your story. And this is like a theme I've heard you process with people quite a bit. So somebody is trying to get over a breakup, um, encourage them in terms of what God might be up to. 
I think a lot of times in that reframing of the rejection, our eyes are super tempted to be like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at what's going on. And you're just like looking at the current. And so I think the more that we can kind of lift our eyes to be able to be like, okay, what? What is going on in the story around me? Yeah. Obviously, the Lord just shifted some major characters in my story. It yeah. took them out, made them exit left, right? Yeah. Um, what is he doing right now? And I think a lot of times we don't get to know that for much longer. Yeah. But a lot of times we get to begin to have these small little inklings. Where you're like, mm. did you see that person? They actually need you to be stepping out of yourself and caring for mm. them, yeah. right? Did you see that situation over there? They actually need you to attend to that more and give it more time when you weren't giving it as much time mm-hmm. before. And so mm-hmm. maybe you don't know this whole big answer to the question, but I think very quickly when you lift your eyes, which is a continual theme throughout yeah. the Psalms, right? Like when your heart is downcast, you're like, I will lift my eyes to be able to see, Lord, what are you doing right now in this story around me, in my story mm-hmm. that you want me to tune into and attend to? Yeah, nothing is going to get to you unless it goes through the Lord first. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we say God allows, ordains, or permits all things, period, mm-hmm. in all of history. And so if this thing has come to you, then we believe in a sovereign right. God who is good, who is forming us and has a plan, and this has got to be a part of it. So, And we can take Robert, our heart and like tuck yeah. it right in there, yep. right? Yeah. Amen. So mm-hmm. you also talk about looking at other people's stories. Could you just go a little bit deeper in, into that aspect? Because we, we don't just learn from our stories. We learn from what, what's happening all around us. Oh, yeah. We learn so much from modeling. Yeah. And so I think when we're in a breakup, that's why sometimes even just like talking to that mentor, they tell you the story of their breakup. Mm-hmm. Like all of these ways of getting mm-hmm. to hear the different ways that the Lord works. I think modeling and putting yourself in the way of whether it's listening to podcasts, listening to other people, reading like autobiographies. I feel like I'm a consumer of stories because I learn so much from watching the way the Lord, who he is, who he is doesn't change with me or Elizabeth Elliot or Nate Saint, right? Like who he is, is the same over all of the stories that I've loved to like engage in. And so I get to learn about who he is and who I am and what I need to do in response when he's turning my story, like, close that chapter, right? Mm-hmm. I get to learn so much about that by looking at the modeling of other people. That's awesome. And their testimonies. So Matt, sometimes uh, people break up and mm-hmm. it's mutual, it's good, it's right, there's been no harm, but uh, I would say most often there is a an anger at the other person, mm-hmm. an unmet expectation, a wound, a word, a season, yeah. something taken from them. Um, Tato, just give advice to somebody listening who is just bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, what what advice would you give them as they're trying to process breaking up? It might even be six months past or a yeah. year past the breakup. I'd say um, I'd say you you have to you have to go through it until enough time has passed to give you perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've I've told this to a lot of people, and they're just I'm, I'm just hurt. How do I get past that? I'm like with time mm-hmm. like you're lamenting you're talking you're doing the right things mm-hmm. but time still has to pass and it's super refreshing you can't like make it go no faster. you no. can't make it go faster mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I think you would set a rule of thumb is half the time you've been together yeah. with the max of a year yeah but i mean honestly there's there's things i learned i'm 41 now let's say and you know i look back and i'm like oh wow i went through that so that two years from now i'm going to be able to counsel this person to go through that yep 20 something years yeah. have passed. The comfort you've received is given to you. Yeah, and you know, it's yeah. just, yeah. and then you, you know, now you look back like, well, I spent two years with that person. Yeah. And two years right now is just yeah. like a blip. I'm like, I, it seems like 10 years has flown by. So yeah. time and perspective are really powerful things. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing 
and disciplined to go through that time with the right people mm -hmm. and with mm -hmm. you seeking the Lord. So there's no shortcut around time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm bitter. Um, I've given myself the time. The more time goes on, the more I'm like, I have this internal rage. Um, what advice would you give me in that moment? Um, I'd say dig deep, find a counselor. Mm -hmm. What did that breakup reveal about yourself? What are you holding on to? Like, mm -hmm. that's not right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that's an indicator that something is wrong with my heart or my mm -hmm. whatever it is. So yeah. you and the wound could have been legitimate. Like they might sure. have legitimately wounded you yeah. if it's gone untended that long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's the scripture is over and over again says forgive, forgive, forgive. Mm -hmm. Be gracious. Like you. God wouldn't say it if it weren't possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and that's that. empowered by the Holy Spirit, too. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people find holding on to bitterness, and bitterness mm -hmm. is never satisfied. It's not. It just and it also quenches and, the Holy Spirit. And bears more fruit. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I was just yep. going to say. And when that bitterness is present in there, the Holy Spirit actually cannot take up the amount that mm -hmm. he needs in our in our heart, right, to be able to be cultivating a different way. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so as long as we're tending to the bitterness and letting it grow and mm -hmm. bearing fruit everywhere. I like, that, like a little cat, like a sinister cat. No, just, it's a tree. No, it's a tree. Mm -hmm. Got, okay, good. I'm not sure if you could have picked that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I just saw no. a cat in the <laughs> pet motion. I thought of. Uh, no, it's a tree, guys. I have a whole book I've written <laughs> in right, about it. And it's a, you're tending to it, though. You're, yeah. you're feeding. And what you feed grows. Yeah. And so if you're feeding mm -hmm. room for the Holy Spirit, listening yeah. to his voice, repenting from that, right, putting off bitterness and putting on love, that's going to be where it grows. If those little thoughts and images come up with bitterness and you're like, yeah, I'm going to think about that more. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to feel those emotions. Well, that's just going to grow too. Yep. Well, I think at every step of the breakup process, bitterness is always wanting its way in. And so that will ruin every step of your recovery process and just make everything take longer. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Again, I can't think of two better people to process this that I get to watch you work with young people. And cool. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.